0: You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On today's episode, we'll be looking at is the church mandatory and why it's important. But first, I want to ask Ben a serious question. Probably the serious question you're going to get all day. Yeah. If you could morph two animals to make one super animal, what two animals would you choose?
1: that's a good question phil so <laughs> julia and i are if you don't know this listener and phil avatar the last airbender is now streaming on netflix <laughs> and i would highly recommend it it's as not a sponsor <laughs> not a sponsor but on avatar they actually have loads of weird morphed animals they mm-hmm. have like turtle ducks and uh Bunner bunny ruse or rabbit ruse, I forget. It's a combination of a rabbit and a kangaroo. So I've actually been exposed to this concept a lot in the last couple weeks. And I think what what I would go with is an eagle lion or a tiger armadillo. A tiger armadillo is stealing one from the show. So like the ferocity of a tiger, but with like the the rollability of an armadillo. Was very appealing. And at least aesthetically, I don't know if the utility of that ability. Yeah. What about you, Phil? Um, I don't know. It's the only thing that I could think of
0: was like a lion elephant or lelephant.
1: <laughs> a lelephant. <laughs> could you imagine
0: a lion the size of an elephant?
1: Would the lion have the elephant's trunk?
0: Oh yeah, you cannot not have the oh, elephant's and trunk. So where would the teeth be? At the end of the trunk. Okay. <laughs> So probably even a mix of like an ant eater as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to move on with our topic, the importance of church and, and is it mandatory?
1: Yeah, Phil, I, I know that you feel very strongly about this. So I'll go ahead and let you start. What, what do you think about just the regular importance of church? You know,
0: I didn't always used to think like this. And even, even when I first became a Christian, Um, I kind of had the idea, okay, you can miss church sometimes, you know. There there are some good excuses to miss church. You know, all those things ran through my mind, but where God has put me now, I hold church very highly, and I have been scolded and asked why a lot do I hold church as high regard as what I do. And, And I think because of the importance of it, and because I think God's put me in a place and he's... He's just given me a little bit of understanding of why it is so important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when, I was, when I began to look at the importance of the church, a lot of things come up, a lot of different things. You know, the main thing, you know, that I kept coming back to was that, you know, it's a place where the word of God is taught. Mm. Um, every church, and if it doesn't, then there's a serious problem if the word of God is not taught in the church. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that we can kind of get from the church. Um, but also, the church is God's tool. It is God's tool to carry out His purpose and will. Mm. Um, you see that. I mean, the church goes in so many different places. You know, local churches will take mission trips overseas, build houses, all because they understand the purpose and will of God. You know, but also to worship. You know, you get to come together with fellow believers and communally worship together. You see that in the Old Testament with the temple, um, with with all the stuff that went on, they would communally come together. But also in the New Testament church, they were always together. I mean, they would, they'd have big meals. They would do all sorts of things together. Yeah. Um, In in most cases, you wouldn't see the church not together. They were always together Mm -hmm. um, because they needed each other, especially back then. As we've talked in previous episodes, you know, just the amount of persecution and things. They needed that community with one another. And they would go to the extreme of living together, which, you know, that's unthought of in today's world. And it is a different world. But just that idea of being one with each other. And I know that in, in John chapter 15, you know, it's all about, you know, Jesus talking about abiding in him as he abides in the father, you know, and then then you'll bear, you know, much fruit. And a church that understands that they have to abide in Jesus Christ bears much fruit, bears the purpose and will of God, uh, blessings. Um, and like we said, you know, is the church going to, never struggle because they're abiding in Christ. No, I think Christ actually probably says the opposite. You know, that they're going to suffer. They're going to have hard times. That's why in John chapter 17, he prays for the believers. Talks about abiding in him as he abides in the Father. But then he prays specifically for you and I, that we would be one with him, that we would be one together as he is one with the Father, that we would be in complete unity. Paul talks about it. Peter talks about it. All the disciples knew and understood the importance of communal worship, the communal teaching of the word of God, the communal carrying out the purpose and will of God. And then with all this, you continually see the church being built up. Mm. From ground zero in the New Testament to where we are now, the church has continually been built up. Um, that's why we're able to do different things, maybe that they weren't able to do. We have just different opportunities, completely different. But the this, this thing that never changed was that abiding
1: in Christ, that bearing much fruit when we do. Phil, uh, just to push you a little bit more over something you, you said and if we get too far off topic, just reel me back in. <laughs> so you mentioned how different our world is now in comparison to the early church. And that is something that we talk about fairly often. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we might be missing out on a certain aspect of, of Christian life that the early church did a lot better than we do or that they did that we don't do at all? Um, well, like I said, they a lot of times they
0: would live in these communities together that they would... This is why it is honestly a beautiful thing. I don't think we understand it as much when when the in the New Testament when when Paul or, or somebody would be writing a letter and they go and they'd say, you know, to the brother and sisters in Ephesus, to the brothers and sisters here, brothers and sisters there, hmm. that there shows you exactly what the church was. Hmm.
1: Yeah. A family. A family, that's a good It point.
0: was a family. And I think we definitely do that still. But I think because they were so connected. They had issues. We know that throughout the history. Mm. Um, but they were so connected. They honestly felt like that believer in Christ was their brother, that, their, that it was their sister in Christ. Um, and I think they really held being a child of God higher than maybe we, maybe we do today. Mm. Um, I, everybody's different for sure, and, and everybody can agree with that. But any time that you read about the church in Acts, you get a sense of togetherness. You get a sense that they are truly a family. And I think a lot of people experience that today when they don't feel like they have families. And we're kind of getting a little bit off-topic here, because I'm sure we'll talk about this also, but yeah. there are people that have bad families. Mm. There's people that have bad mom and dads and, and Uncles and aunts, and all those people that have bad, honestly, probably some just evil, but that's why the church is built as a family's built, so yeah. that they can
1: experience what true, proper relationship is. Yeah, I think that that is a great point you are bringing up about that togetherness. And what I wanted to talk about for the importance of the church was was the word usage mm-hmm. and some of those root origins because something I do feel strongly about is that language kind of determines our, our viewpoints and our way of thinking at yeah. time. So if you look at the word church itself, in biblical times, the Greek word was ekklesia. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. I think so. But <laughs> that, that more translated to the assembly of believers the yeah. gathering of the people of the way and the word that we have today for church which is church is from the the German word kirche which is more indicative of the building itself mm. so when we look at the word church when we say church the meaning of the word is the building yeah and and we always talk about how the church is the people and we understand that but wouldn't it be a little bit more interesting if we actually said that we're hey we're going to Ecclesia we're going to the gathering of the believers mm-hmm. because because where believers gathered that's where we see worship and if you look in the Bible baptism communions anointings casting out of demons it all happened where believers were gathered it mm-hmm. all happened where the church was mm-hmm. and and that was not a building they had temples they had synagogues but the church. Was where the believers gathered. I think that's important to remember, and especially when we're looking at is church mandatory? Because we are the church, so are we mandatory? (laughs) I
0: think you know, like you said, that that is a pretty good point. The idea that none of us will say that the church is just a building because we know that's not true, Um, but sometimes our actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Just getting up on Sunday, coming to 10.30 in the morning service, sitting, going home, and you didn't get anything out of it, it's not good enough. That's not what the church is. Mm-hmm. That's not what its intended purpose is. We've talked about some of them. You talked about some of the things that the church was always surrounded around. Those things like the healings, the, the miracles, the casting out demons. the It all happened where the believers were it all happened where i could say the holy spirit was um through the believers and i think that honestly is how we kind of get to the place where we understand the importance of church Mm -hmm. understanding who lives inside of each and every one of us yeah the holy spirit god's holy spirit lives inside of us and You know, I'll just go ahead and move on because I'm about to go there already. But (laughs) then tell us some excuses people give because there's lots. I'm sure we won't even come close to
1: covering Mm -hmm. all the
0: excuses.
1: Yeah, I think, well, excuses. So we can can meddle a little bit when we talk about excuses because sometimes we're going to say things that we've said and we're going to say things that other people have said. Mm -hmm. And everything we say, we say in love and... We are just talking about a topic. <laughs> so the big one, you don't get anything out of service. You already mentioned it. Your kids don't get anything out of the kids program or maybe there isn't a kids program or Sunday school is a little drawn out and boring and you get a little sleepy eyed. If you are not getting anything, anything out of church, my suggestion for you is maybe you should look at starting to give something to the church. Mm -hmm. If you are not getting anything out of church, maybe to steal JFK, you shouldn't be seeing what the church can do for you, but you should be seeing what you can do for the church. Mm -hmm. Are you volunteering your time to be a greeter, to pass out food or something, whatever your church does to, to clean, to, are you inviting other people to church are you making it a point to be talking to friends and family members and co-workers about coming to church are you tithing if you have skin in the game if you have money in the game you're going to be a lot more invested yeah. so i would say just... <laughs> honestly that's just yeah. the way it is if you are if you are giving your 10 percent or more you're going to be more invested in what's going on Sunday morning and what's going on mm-hmm. Wednesday evenings, what's going on in home groups, whatever you got going on. Mm-hmm. Start tithing. That's the one thing that God says we can test him in is in tithing. Yeah. So do that if you don't get anything out of church. These mm-hmm. are just places to start.
0: Um, I'll, let me feed off of that just for a minute here mm-hmm. before you move on to the next one. Yeah, because I can keep going on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea that you can't get anything out of service. Um, or you can't get anything out of church or the kids program, it doesn't even matter. You have the ability, if you're a believer in Christ, you have the ability to get something out of anything. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to worship wherever you're at. No matter what is said, um, it could be completely something that didn't even happen in service, wasn't said in service. If you ask God, I need something out of this service, I need, I'm going to worship, um, you're going to worship that's just how it is if you say i am going to worship regardless of my surroundings you're going to worship if you pray before you come into service that's the that's the one thing that i wish that we would do a little bit more even i know a lot of churches they'll pray before service and that's great you should um but maybe you as a family in your car before you walk in the building should be praying we've come here to worship yeah god help us worship that's a great idea um and i think when we start putting our mindset in and say, I'm going to get something out, you're going to get more and more out of service. But I, I, I do like
1: the idea that maybe you should also be giving. Yeah. So, so something to feed off of your point that stood out to me, a memory that I had is a church that I went to had a uh, a signer for their worship service. And uh, specifically the music, I mean, they they were there for the sermon as well. But the worship music is what stood out to me because and and deaf culture is not something I'm a part of or something I understand. It's just something that I observe from the outside Mm -hmm. is we are all singing. We all hear this music. And there is this this group of people in the church who are deaf and who are signing along to the worship music Mm -hmm. and they can't hear it. They can't hear the words that are being said. They can't hear the guitar riffs, the drum solos, yeah. but they are getting just as much out of worship, if not more yeah. than some other people. And that just astounded me that this, this moment that we, some churches play so much importance on worship. If they don't have a live band, if they don't have good music, sometimes if they don't have original music, yeah. it's not good enough. And and here is this group of people who just signing those words just being able to sing those songs through through the movement of their hands Mm -hmm. was was an act of worship and i thought that was really beautiful it really moved me in that moment uh so the next excuse (laughs) i think the next the next best excuse or next worst (laughs) excuse would be that that people are too busy for church or too busy for that extra service or maybe the church is at an inconvenient time like maybe they have to work on wednesday nights or maybe they have to work on sunday mornings Mm -hmm. things happen we are not trying to rebuke anyone or talk in a patronizing or judgmental tone but we are talking about excuses Mm -hmm. and sometimes these are the excuses that are given So to say an inconvenient time, the church and the work of the church, the work of Christ should be your number one priority in life. And that is a hard statement for some people when you really break it down. That's a hard statement for me Mm -hmm. because it means I have to look at my life and make sure that Christ comes before everything. And that's hard. That's hard for me. I'm sure that's hard for you, Phil. Mm -hmm. That's hard for anyone. In the Bible, specifically the New Testament, there are there. I broke this down into three things that we should always surrender to Christ. First is our success. In John three, John the Baptist is baptizing people, and Jesus is also starting to baptize people, and the crowds are starting to go to Jesus because let's face it, Jesus is better than John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And John's disciples come to him and say, "Hey, this Jesus guy is stealing the crowds." And John says, "Good." I'm the way maker. He must increase. I must decrease. Mm-hmm. We must be willing to sacrifice our success for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. Next is your life. And after that is family. Because some people would value their family over their life, which is a great thing. But your life. Luke 9.23. Jesus says, if anyone fo- would follow after me, they must die to themselves or deny themselves daily. Pick up their cross and follow after me. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to lay down our lives for the work of Christ and we lay down our life for the work of the church. I don't know if I could do that in a moment, but it's, it's something to remember and something to work on and pray about because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Next is your family. Luke fourteen twenty six, Jesus says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus isn't saying you need to hate your family, Phil. I'm like do like, <laughs> don't mishear me here, Philip. <laughs> but Jesus is saying that if, if you are not willing to sacrifice those things for him, you can't be his disciple. Look at Abraham. Abraham was willing to sacrifice the life of his son because God asked him to. But Abraham also trusted that God would take care of him. Abraham trusted that even if he killed Isaac... God has the power to resurrect the dead. Mm-hmm. So I might sacrifice my son and God will bring him back. Yeah. We have to be willing that no matter what, God's going to take care of us. And we, have to, do have every, we should love Jesus so much that everything else in comparison looks like hate. Mm-hmm. There's, there are several voices. I know David Platt is a big one who talks about that idea. We should love Jesus so much that everything else looks like hate. Sorry for going off on a monologue there, Philip. <laughs> what, what would you have to say in response to this?
0: You know, you you get a lot of different things. You know, like you said, they're too busy. But it even goes a little bit even further than that. Like, you know, that's when I sleep in. Mm. You know, it's my only day. Maybe they work six days a week. Um, You know, or there's always always another one. Or I have to work on Sundays. Um, I'll share just an experience with you. Um, And this is probably why I do hold going to every service so high in my life is that I worked in a retail store uh, for a while Kroger and um, for a couple years or at least and for the first year that I was working there I when you're a teenager you don't want to you don't want to put anything off on your availability you want to be available all the time so you get the job so you can mm-hmm. make money you know so you you can do what you want as a teenager well You know, I, I did say I wanted off Sunday mornings and they gave it to me and I started going, I started, we had a Sunday night worship and I started to miss this Sunday night worship every single week. It just didn't happen. A lot of times I wouldn't be able to go on Wednesdays because I'd be working too. And I just started to get bitter. I started not to feel connected with the church anymore. I started to, to feel like I was missing out on something and I I came to a point where God and the Holy Spirit just convicted me saying, you can't do this anymore. And I was really nervous to do it. I was like, well, I'm probably going to lose my job. But I went up to the main office and I told them, I said, hey, I have to have Sunday nights off. Um, if I can't get Sunday nights off, I got to leave. Mm. Um, and they thought about it for a day. Or whatever and they they find they did give me the days off but I had to be in a place like you were talking about with with all that stuff your success your life and your family I had to be okay with losing it I had to be okay with losing the job that I had now I didn't have to provide for anybody so we're in a different scenario don't get me wrong yeah but I think it still applies because in Romans 12 Paul tells us to be living sacrifices mm-hmm not conforming to the world, not, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind through Jesus Christ, being living sac- being willing to give up everything. And this, this is specifically talking about Jesus Christ, but he's also talking to the Roman believers. They had to be living sacrifices, and that's sacrificing time, money, all of it
1: for the sake of the purpose and will of God for the church. Yeah, and... What I I would say, the last point, and before we move on to get out of excuses, because excuses kind of suck to talk about, I would say, and this is a little harsh, you are neglecting or mistreating any aspect of your life that you do not allow Christ to have authority over. Mm -hmm. Maybe God is fine with you working on Sundays. Just make sure that he has authority over it. Let God be making those decisions, not you. Because if God is making those decisions... Then it's okay. All right, we'll move on. Philip, would you mind talking to us about having a deep heart for the church or how to gain a deep heart, a deep love for the church?
0: First of all, I'll just say the easiest one. The only way that we can have a deep heart for the church, the only possible way that you can even come... Anywhere close to having a heart for the church is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're probably never going to enjoy church. You're probably never going to get anything out of it because you don't have the one thing you need, and that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's what we get through a relationship with Christ. And I'll say even if, even if you do have a relationship with Christ... Do you have a close relationship with them? Because if you don't have a close relationship with Christ, you're not going to have a deep heart for the church. You're getting closer, but you need to, first off, get your relationship with Christ right. Whether that's confessing sin, whether that's doing something you're called to do, whatever it is, you need that close relationship with God. Um, and I think this is... I think this is why so many times Jesus talked about the church as the bride. Mm-hmm. We, I think, a lot of times we don't treat the church as the bride. Yeah. In whatever way that looks like, you know, a lot of different ways. But I don't think a lot of us treat the church as the Christ, a bride, something to be pampered, something to be deeply in love with. When you think of a marriage, you think of love. Mm-hmm. You think of a deep relationship. Intimacy. This is the type of relationship we need to have. This is the type of relationship we need to have with Christ. As the groom. Um, and this is... This really... And we, we say it a lot on this podcast. And it's very important. Pray, pray, pray. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the only way... That you'd ever come close to having a deep heart, you've got to have a good prayer life. Yeah. You've got to have a good conversation with God, a good conversation with Jesus Christ, your Savior, uh, the groom. You need to be talking to the groom. Um, the, only, the only way you're going to have a deep heart is getting in your Bible. Yeah. The only way is to know what the Word of God says about the church. To know the very thing about stirring one another up, to know the thing about encouraging one another, being together, being unified as one, we have to understand and know these know these things. You know, Hebrews uh, 10, 24 through 25, and I'll just paraphrase it because that's going to be our weekly verse and then I'll just <laughs> say it, but yeah. it talks about how we've, some are just given up, have given up meeting together. And there are so many different excuses. I'll say one we didn't say because this is what you get probably from more non-believers, even even though they might believe in God, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They say that they can have church anywhere. They can have church on the water. They can have church fishing. They can have a church wherever. Now, I will say that there's moments where you can worship alone, and you should be doing that. Mm-hmm for sure you should be being alone with jesus christ yeah
1: jesus went alone to be with the father all the time
0: that's good but if you forsake the assembly of believers you will struggle in your life you will suffer because of it um you'll you'll not get a good daily dose of the word anybody i've ever heard say this doesn't read their bible on a regular basis doesn't pray on a regular basis, doesn't call, doesn't get encouraged by fellow believers, doesn't really do the will and purpose of God, because all they're doing is going out on their own. When when, Jesus himself has given the church this mission statement, and that's to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them the things that Jesus taught them, Doing all those things. Jesus has handed us this mission statement. This is all we really need to know. You can't do that alone. Mm -hmm. You can't go and make disciples of all nations all by yourself. You need the bride. You need the church. You need the body of Christ. This is why when we talked about those five weeks before this about all these spiritual gifts and how each of them are you know are in the body and they make up the body and all that stuff if you're outside the body which you're outside the church you're not participating in church you can't participate in any of those you don't have a good solid base of those gifts this is why the church is so important and this is why i believe the church is mandatory yeah just church, come out and say it, yeah, the church <laughs> is mandatory, and I go to the extreme. and this is, this is why you need a relationship with Jesus. you need your own conviction, all that. but this is why I believe that time the church has service, anytime they have a prayer meeting, no matter what it is, you better make it a priority in your life to be there. There's no excuse. It can be the best excuse you have. But there is still no good excuse because your relationship with jesus christ will suffer if you don't
1: make church mandatory Mm, you're meddling philip yeah (laughs) um i think it goes back into an authority problem We, we sometimes we we think that we are choosing to serve god that we are giving him This time that we look at the things we've done already. We don't need to go to church Sunday because we already did this, this, and this. You are not choosing to serve God. God is allowing you to serve him. Mm -hmm. And that perspective, we just need to make sure that we are giving Christ authority over every aspect of our lives. And like what you said to the spiritual gifts, God gives us those spiritual gifts. He's not going to allow us to use them. For the furtherment of our kingdom, he's going to allow us to use them for the furtherment of his kingdom, Mm -hmm. and if we're not using them, he'll take them away.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to keep rambling on too long because I said this is very important to me. I could I could keep talking about this (laughs) all day, but just to give a final thought to to you Ben and to whoever's listening, that if you don't make church priority in your life. It doesn't matter the reasoning. It doesn't matter how good the excuse is or how good the reason is. Your walk with Christ will suffer. Your, your walk with, with the groom will suffer. The Savior, your Redeemer, your Deliverer will suffer without the church. And this is why the church is so important. That Jesus himself said the gates of hell will not prevail it. Hmm. That It it won't stop it out because Jesus knew what his church would be. He knew that his church would be the bride. He knew the church would would continually carry out the purpose and will of God that it would be a place where where believers would come together and worship the Father in heaven. And that's what the church does. Are we perfect? No. But we are perfect through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ has established that. So remember that maybe when you wake up and you feel a little bit tired and you don't feel like going to church, remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so our weekly verse is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, which says, and let us consider how we may spur one another unto love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching.
1: All right, well, that concludes our episode of Kingdom Faith. We just want to let you know that we love you. We want to see you at church. Don't take our words too serious. Take them serious enough, but know that we say them in love. As always, please leave a comment. Please suggest the podcast to a friend. Leave us uh, If you have a request for an episode, send us an email at kingdomfaith.com. 2001 at gmail.com and as always thank you for listening to kingdom faith